Blog Talk Radio. I want to ask you a question here in this service tonight. And those of you looking in by television, I'd like to ask you a question also. The law of forgiveness is the title of the lesson. The law of forgiveness. From the lips of the Master Jesus, from St. Matthew, the sixth chapter, beginning at the twelfth verse. I'm going to read it to you and have you repeat it after me for emphasis as I shall pause. This is a part of what is called the Lord's Prayer which Jesus taught the disciples, Forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. Now we have a definition of forgiveness from Reverend Ike, and I'm going to have you also repeat it after me as I shall read it. Forgiveness is rooting up. Forgiveness is rooting up. And letting go. And letting go. Of all hatred. Of all and hatred. And hatred. Ladies and gentlemen, forgiveness has a greater importance than the average person ever realizes. Many times... People think that forgiveness is something that you do for other people or to other people. But the first thing that I want to call your attention to is that forgiveness is what you do for yourself. And yes, to yourself. Forgiveness is for your own sake. So repeat after me, forgiveness is for my own sake. You know, holding something against somebody else is just like two guys wrestling. In order to hold somebody else down, you have to stay down yourself. And in order to get a loose and rise, you have to turn the other person a loose. Is that right? And so, to tell you the truth, forgiveness may also be symbolized in this way. Forgiveness is to stop wrestling with your hatreds and hurtreds, to stop holding something against somebody else, because at the same time that you're holding something against somebody else, you are holding that same thing against yourself. Now here's a statement again from Reverend Ike, and it's so important we're going to read it together. You see, I'm dealing with forgiveness from a different perspective altogether. You're not just simply doing the other person a favor by forgiving him or her. The first person that you do a favor to by forgiving is who? Yourself. Now, here's what Reverend Ike says, and repeat it as I shall read it. When I pause, you thunder it back at me and let it cleanse you of hatred and hatred, even as we shall read it. Everything which you do not forgive yourself or another for, everything which you do not forgive yourself or another for, 
repeated in your experience. Mm-hmm. 
Now, you see, this is one of the major differences in this teaching. In this teaching, you are absolutely, positively responsible for everything that happens to you. That's why a lot of people don't want this. Because we don't give you a devil for a scapegoat. You can't say around here, the devil made me do it. Around here, you're your own devil. You're your own God. And no one can choose the path that you may try. And none can save you from error or sin unless you will listen to the spirit within. But you see, these thousands of years of religious conditioning has conditioned people to have so many convenient scapegoats. And I'm going to say it again, and I remind myself of this every time. Whenever you get hurt or offended in any way, it's because you either consciously or unconsciously put yourself in position to get hurt or offended. So when you get hurt or offended, maybe you won't pray a religious prayer. Maybe you'll pray a prayer like I pray. Lord, forgive me for getting myself in position for that SOB to hurt me. <laughs> Let me clean it up a little bit so that all of you who don't have as much good religion as I've got can pray. It takes a lot of religion to pray the kind of prayers I pray. You see, God doesn't get offended in me. Jesus said, blessed is he who is not offended in me. Let me hear every one of you say, God, I forgive myself for getting in position to be hurt or offended. And you know a great secret I found out? Once I forgave myself, I didn't even have to forgive the other person. Because once I forgave myself, it was wiped out. Uh -huh. Reverend Ike, you mean to tell me that I'm the cause of that person offending me? I'm the cause of this person hurting me? I'm the cause of the person doing this, that, or the other to me? Yes, you are. You know where I'm at now? I'm right at the point now when Jesus began to teach and to tell the people the bold faith truth. They started leaving one by one. But this is a hard saying. Who can hear it? And only the twelve disciples stuck around. And he said to them, will you go away too? They said, no, Lord, lay it on us. Suck it to us. Where can we go? You have the word of eternal life. So one of the things around here, you learn not only that you are responsible for what happens to you, but you can also control what happens to you. And let me tell you this. Until you forgive, give up, root up, and let go of all hatred and hatred, you are going to continue to draw one series of hatred and hatred after another. I told you that the subconscious mind works in patterns. And to forgive is the rooting up and the letting go of all hatred and hate. You've got a big job when you get home this week. You've got a lot of root work to do. And I'm going to tell you something else. Once you discover that it's really yourself that you've got to forgive, it's really easier then to forgive because then you don't have to deal with that SOB. I want to read this with you one more time and then I'm going to let you take notes. Repeat it after me again. 
Everything which I do not forgive, myself or another fall, will be repeated in my experience until I do forgive. Now, you notice how people have experiences in patterns. They're those people who say, as they said in the song about Charlie Brown, why is everybody always picking on me? Well, because Charlie Brown has a subconscious pattern of being hurt and picked on. Uh The song Born to Lose also shows a losing subconscious pattern of mind. And when you want to break the pattern of being hurt and offended by people, forgive them and hatred and hatred will lose power in your life. Forgive yourself and forgive all others and thereby free yourself from the wages of sin. As long as hatred and the hatred are rooted in your consciousness, they will bring forth their bitter poisonous fruit until they are uprooted. Whatever is rooted in consciousness will bring forth after its kind. I'm about to deal with feeling for the moment. Whatever you feel deeply in your heart, you will draw to you. This is why if you feel lonely, I'm not talking about just a momentary thing. We have to learn how to handle those momentary moods. And if they're momentary and we change them immediately, they can't hurt us. But if you form a pattern of feeling lonely, that becomes rooted in your consciousness and you will be a lonely person. If you feel picked on, hurt, offended, plotted against, like you're a victim of hard luck, if you feel all of that in the depths of your subconscious mind, if that is rooted in your subconscious mind, you're going to draw that kind of thing into your experience because it is awareness speaking as Jesus which reveals I am the root and the offspring. Say that. And I am is awareness. And if you have a feeling which is a deep awareness of being hurt and offended, you're always going to get those offsprings of hatred and offense. Hey, everybody. Hey, everybody. I'm still hoping everybody can hear me. Uh, welcome to the Brown Bay Show. Um, every Monday, 7 p.m. Hope everybody had a great weekend um, and everything working out for everybody <clears throat> following their past. Uh, the reason I played that Reverend Ike um, clip, I could have really listened to it the whole time because. Um, it, I, change. I, I've just uh, change is is difficult. I understand, I, and I really don't understand when you want something, you want to change, but your mind always takes you somewhere else. And it seemed like for me, I've been trying to monitor my thoughts, you know, kind of control what I think about, and it's hard. It's real hard because you so it seems like your mind be all over the place. Like somebody could ask you what you're thinking about. You could be in a daze and you really don't know what you're thinking about because your mind is just racing in so many different places. Like when you try to concentrate on one thing, your mind all over the place about everything. And it's it's crazy, I mean, trying to just control your mind because I guess we've been just letting it run loose for so long 
it's hard to get a grasp of it and, and, and change. But I just figured through practicing and, you know, monitoring, because as long as you think about what you're thinking about, then you kind of can always bring yourself back to the thought you, I mean, what you're trying to concentrate on. But it, it's really hard. And I, I, and I don't know, I wonder. And it seemed like um, you could have something in your mind. Um, just say you go away for a while or go to prison or something, and you be gone away from everybody, and you come and you, you know, you you putting your eggs in a row for when you come home. What you gonna do? What you gonna concentrate on? Nine times out of ten, <clears throat> you might be on that at the beginning, but the it seems like when everybody working against you, it's hard for you to keep on pushing your way. You know what I'm saying? You will fall back into the old stuff or, you know, you don't stay focused or you let somebody throw you off focus. And, I mean, it kind of, it's, it's crazy. But I didn't see it, you know what I'm saying, in myself and other people that change is really hard. And I never really thought about it like, like, like really how I'm thinking about it now before because I've always been the dude who, I do all, I do what I want. Like, I don't, I never had a problem, like, um, taking the initiative and doing what I want. It's just now that when I think about it and just really trying to be change myself as far as how I move and, you know, dealing with people because people say I'm snappy. I got a little attitude, nasty attitude. I say anything to anybody. And I'm trying to, you know, change myself from there, at least get a grasp on it, you know what I'm saying, and so I can, you know, be a better person make me a better person and make the people around me feel better about me. Um, but like I said, it's, it's not hard. And I mean, I don't know why. I don't know why it's not, I mean, it's not easy. And I don't know why it's not easy. Just, I mean, get control of your own mind. I mean, everybody always worry about what somebody else is doing. I mean, it's crazy. I have people ask me, why somebody do this? Why somebody do that? I tell them, bro, I can't tell you why because I don't even know why I did what I did sometimes. So it's kind of hard for me to tell you what somebody else did. <clears throat> but I guess, like Reverend Ike said, though, you got to forgive yourself. And it's because it's, I mean, once we understand that it, it's all about us, it's really, it don't got nothing to do with nobody else. It's just us, what we want to do and what we stay focused on. Because you keep on pushing. It don't matter who, who for you. As long as you keep on pushing and you, you know, pushing for something right or something um, to move farther in your life, then that's all, that's all that should matter. It shouldn't matter about the other people or what somebody else thinking about you or, or what somebody else saying about you because at the end of the day, we know and understand that we came alone, we're going to leave alone. And it is what it is. If a person can't accept you for who you are and what you're trying to do to move yourself forward, then evidently, you know, they don't need to be in your life. I mean, the people, I mean, sometimes I know it's hard to, to, you know, let go of people, even though you know they don't even have your best interests at heart. It's kind of like a habit of being around certain people that you know just, you know, they ain't really the right fit for you, but you still tolerate it and, you know, you keep on kind of like moving, you might be moving in your direction a little bit, moving in their direction a little bit, but, you know, it's kind of like, um, I don't know, you got to just, you know, love yourself enough to, be willing to, you know, trust in the God in you to, to maybe sometimes you, you might have to lose friends, but, you know, you're going to gain people back. You always meet people. Now, it's just now it's like you open your mind, open up to show you the right people to fit with, you know what I'm saying? You know, that puzzle coming together, you're getting the right pieces. Before you had all the wrong pieces, you had all the puzzles on the floor, 
But they weren't, they was all different puzzles. But you trying to put this one puzzle together in your life, you got to have all the right pieces for your life. So, I mean, I mean I'm guessing or I'm, I'm seeing now that it, 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 that's what it takes, you know what I'm saying? It takes for you to put everybody else to the side and concentrate on yourself, you know what I'm saying? Like Reverend Ike just said, you know what I'm saying? You got to forgive yourself. And then you won't even be around those people. You won't even be come in contact with the people that that don't mean any you any good. You'll only, you know, come in contact with the people who pushing in the same direction to, as you. I mean, they say if you want to do something, you kind of got to be around like-minded people. But sometimes it's hard to find the people, you know, doing trying to do the same thing as you. Um, and I guess in the, that kind of case, man, you, you just find something close or, you know, just keep dealing with yourself because, I mean, there's plenty of time to deal with you. You got plenty of plenty of stuff to deal with with yourself without having to worry about finding somebody to hang with or finding somebody who think like you. I mean, you got it right here on the radio. I mean, it's a show every night, so I mean, it's like um, it's like AA. You know what I'm saying? It's you know you can get a little bit every night, something to keep your mind focused on you, and you know everything the show's about is, is about you. You know what I'm saying? Um. I can give him information, and 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 Jessica and Tasia give the information. Um, Beth gives the information. Uh, I can Junior gives the information. I give the information. It's just something for people to build on, and I try to catch like the new people who just kind of like getting into the getting into the teachings. So because I went through a lot at the beginning, a lot of stuff they don't even really have to go through now. But it's good to have the experience of just knowing. You know, people just see something and it look good, it sound good to them, but they, you know, without the history behind it. I mean, I, I that's the way I went. I learned about a lot of history first, which kind of made me understand better and really like now. I mean, I could be looking at something or doing something and my my light bulb will go off. It's just because of the I know the history, and even like I can say after, you know, I read the Bible before. But now when reading the Bible and certain points that he bring up, it makes perfectly sense. When before, when I read it, I really didn't understand certain things that I was reading. You know what I'm saying? But now it's like, you know, it's it's like you read something and it's like, yeah, that, I understand what that means from a, 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 a theoretical point, like putting myself in it. Not like God talking to the disciples, but he's telling you about yourself or Jesus in the Bible. So yeah, it's, it's interesting, you know, when you when you start um, learning different things and you know just looking at stuff from a different standpoint of you know not the way you grew up with because I grew up in the church, I grew up at Baptist church. So you know, I always was was familiar with the Bible, but not really reading it, just you know listening to the to the man talk, which. You know, it's like everything. You're just going on what he said. You're not really getting the understanding for yourself. you trying to understand through his words when it's, it's really not possible. you got to kind of sit down and read and look up some words if you don't understand it. Or Because if you read a sentence and you don't even know a word in the sentence, you're not going to get a clear understanding of what that sentence means. <clears throat> so, you know, we got to take a little more time for ourselves and, you know, be, um, you know, do I do diligence and, um, you know, find out for ourselves so we'll have a better understanding of things and we won't have to, you know, 
I, I get they say it ain't no dumb questions, but I, I beg to differ. But you know what I'm saying. But at the end of the day, like I said, it's still it's about self and just learning who you are, concentrating on yourself, and not worrying about the outside world. And I guess I got to take my own advice because, like I said, I'm trying to change, and it's hard because, like, I I get caught up in my thoughts. It's like, and I don't know. I, the, and I'd be thinking, but, you know, just muttering on my own thoughts, trying to think about, I mean, control what I'm thinking about. But it's like my I go far away sometimes, like, I don't even know what I'm thinking about. Like, it is what it is, but at the end of the day, I just know I just got to keep working on me, concentrating on myself, and doing the visualization and, you know, doing my app my um affirmations and all that stuff and just keeping myself focused and keep pushing towards the prize <clears throat> because I mean things done changed out here in the world. It's crazy out here. People crazy every time you turn around something happening. And I don't wanna be caught up in that. I'm trying to move forward my life and, you know, make my family happy. I got grandkids, trying to make them, you know, see them grow up and everything like that. So change and like I said it just start with us you know what I'm saying I, everybody want to change somebody else but you know the person that they need to change the most that person in the mirror that's to be that'll be the hardest one because they, they can work all day trying to change somebody else so they ain't going to change them or they won't even change themselves by doing that so they should concentrate on them and you know just keep pushing forward to make themselves better more godly they say the the reason why we on this earth God all oh, for this here because we something great, but at the end of the day, is we're supposed to conquer ourselves and, you know, be godly, you know. Get to be in that God state of mind, that forgiving state where it ain't no hatred, where where you won't even have that, that thought go through your head where when you see somebody just because you don't like what they got on or you don't like how they moving, you won't, you know, hate on them, you know what I'm saying? It shouldn't be like that. It should be everybody should be willing to help each other and push each other forward. But it's more like crabs in the bucket when somebody get up, somebody want to pull you down. But you know we always gonna have haters. But once you get above those haters and they bother you so much as far as stopping you from what you're doing, it'll be like more motivation. You know what I'm saying? Once you get to that point, then you good, you conquer. Because I mean. A lot of times, you know, people do things and uh, or say something, and you want to, you know, get at them. You know, it's that lower self, though. You know what I'm saying? We got to rise above that and be the bigger person. Just, you know, walk away because at the end of the day, confrontation, it don't really prove nothing. You know what I'm saying? It don't really prove nothing. Nine times out of ten, you get in trouble and um, go through a whole lot of rigmarole for something that really wasn't worth it in the first place. So, yeah. I was just, you know, wanting to get that off, change thing, and um, yeah, that's basically it. But um, yeah, I hope everybody had a good weekend, and you know what I'm saying. Everybody listened to, um, been listening to them videos. All I came been dropping in the morning, been dropping some good stuff. Something to get you thinking, make you think. That's why I like to listen to stuff. I, like, I listen to Reverend Ike and all I, I, I King videos because they make me think. I mean, because they say in order for you to change your environment, you got to change your thinking. That's number one. You know what I'm saying? Get you to think about something else. Think about yourself. Think about what you want and concentrate on that. And 
thinking about it and believing you can have certain things, you know what I'm saying, the good things in life, because everybody wants something good. So I say just keep pushing forward and, you know, keep your eye on, the part, keep your eye on your pride. And don't, don't lose focus for nothing. <clears throat> and with all this stuff going on, this corona stuff, it's getting worse. How they talk about it, it's getting worse. And um, from what I understand, uh, one of my friends, they, a, a girl I know, she worked for the state. She said, we're going to have a 100-day lockdown. So I don't know how true that is, but it is what it is. I love it, though, because my food truck popped on the arm when we had a shutdown. <laughs> So it might be a good thing to give everybody a chance to sit back and, you know, do a little bit more concentrating on themselves anyway. I mean, that's what the whole thing is. I mean, the people people don't understand. They think it's something bad, but really it's a chance for you to sit back, kick your feet up, and look at yourself. I mean, I know a lot of people. I don't know about the work situation, but, I mean, because I work for myself. And, you know, it really that really is not a, a factor in my life because, like I say, I always – I would never – I'm not I'm never afraid to, like, jump on and do something that I want to do. It's just, I always did it the way I want to do it. Now, I'm trying to change my thinking to, you know, not really the case of anybody else, but just, you know, be a better person. You know what I'm saying? So, some of the people who maybe I had an encounter with before, or see a change in me, where I could see a change in myself. You know what I'm saying? That's what I'm gunning for right now. Just to rise above not really nobody else but me. Some of my own transgressions. And that's all. I mean, if I could do that, I, I'm happy with myself. You know what I'm saying? And and just like the show, if I could just get one person to grab a hold and, you know, get the information and do something with it, then I, I feel like I, you know, I did my job. You know what I'm saying? I feel super good about that. If I could just get one person to, you know, I catch one listener, maybe listen for the first time or, you know, saying they listen a couple of times and never, you know, heard the right words to make them, you know, grab a hold of something and change their life for a better, for the better, not only um, um, mentally, spiritually, healthier, eating, everything, you know what I'm saying? So all around, it's not one thing. And that's what's so good about it. I mean, because it's everything. It's like, People who talk about God, they, they choose God for different things, but this right here, God, everything. Like, you, you, everything. You you make the decisions to change your life doing different things as far as, you know, putting yourself first and speaking for yourself. That's the main thing, standing up for yourself, standing up for your rights. You know what I'm saying? All this uh, vaccine and all that stuff. A lot of people talking about the vaccine. Da 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 da. My man said they put a chip. They, this is what the vaccine is. The chip in. I said, oh, they gonna make y'all take it. <laughs> he didn't like that what I told him. I said they gonna make y'all take it. He said you can't take it. I said yeah, all right, whatever. But you know, because they don't know how not to take it. You know, they've been taking them all these years. So what's gonna stop them taking it now if they don't have the education? They don't even know that they can speak about their. Um, um, spirituality or a religious belief and you know they kind of dead them from making them take these poisons and, and ships and monitoring monitoring their life and whatever is going to happen for the future who knows there's much stuff going on out here <clears throat> but yeah it's crazy um, 
it's it's running, going upside down. And then they talking about this vaccine thing. They're gonna have it ready by when January or something. And now they talking about who gonna get it first, who gonna be able to get it, who is it gonna be available for. I mean, I guess whoever wants it can get it, but I don't want it. I never had a flu shot, any of this stuff. So I've been making it good this far. I think I could be all right without a vaccine. So I mean. Whoever wanted, they can have mine. I don't need it. And with that said, um, yeah, I just want to make the announcements about the shows. We got two. We got on Tuesday night. We got Arcane L. Um, Truth Tuesday, and on Wednesday, I think we got Beth uh, raising independent thinkers, and on Thursday we have Tasia and. Jessica with the Divine Connection show, and on Friday we got Akeem Jr. with his show. And somewhere along in there, I think it's tomorrow in the morning, on Tuesday morning, I think um, Solomon does like a health show. You know what I'm saying? Teach about your health. You know, you got all these good um, remedies, herbal remedies and stuff too for you. Um, um, I think I'm gonna play a little bit more Reverend Ike. If I don't got no hands up, talk to me a little bit. I'm going to play a little Reverend Ike. The law of forgiveness is Good. the title of the lesson. The law of forgiveness. From the lips of the Master Jesus, from St. Matthew, the sixth chapter, beginning at the twelfth verse. I'm going to read it to you and have you repeat it after me for emphasis as I shall pause. This is a part of what is called the Lord's Prayer, which Jesus taught the disciples, forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. Now we have a definition of forgiveness from Reverend Ike, and I'm going to have you also repeat it after me as I shall read it. Forgiveness is rooting up.
symbolized in this way. Forgiveness is to stop wrestling with your hatreds and hurtreds, to stop holding something against somebody else, because at the same time that you're holding something against somebody else, you are holding that same thing against yourself. Now, here's a statement again from Reverend Ike, and it's so important, we're going to read it together. You see, I'm dealing with forgiveness from a different perspective altogether. You're not just simply doing the other person a favor by forgiving him or her. The first person that you do a favor to by forgiving is who? Yourself. Now, here's what Reverend Ike says, and repeat it as I shall read it. When I pause, you thunder it back at me. And let it cleanse you of hatred and hatred, even as we shall read it. Everything which you do not forgive yourself or another for. Everything which you do not forgive yourself or another for. Will be repeated in your experience. and in the first person. Everything which I do not forgive another for. Will be repeated in my experience. Until I do forgive. Let me tell you a secret at the start of this lesson. Are you ready now? Whenever you find that you are continually drawing people into your life that hurt you in some way, it is very possibly because you are carrying either hatred or hatred and you are not forgiving. Now, I use the word hurtred. I've never heard it before until Reverend Ike used it. I heard a minister on television give me credit for that. But this television minister said, Reverend Ike has coined the word hurtred. And I said, God bless you. <laughs> I know there are a lot of you good religious people here who would not dare have any hatred. You don't have any hatred in your heart. And some of you would be hateful, but you're scared of going to hell. And so you just forgive because you don't want to go to hell when you die. Well, I've got news for you. Hatred and hatred are hell already. Right here, right now. Because one definition for hell is that hell is a soul on fire with its own misery. And there is nothing more miserable than a heart full of hatred or hatred. Now listen, you're going to have to confess today, even if you don't have any hatred, but to go around feeling hurt is hell, isn't it? Is that right? Now if you go through life continually getting hurt by people, collecting hurt, your soul will be on fire with its own misery. I keep telling folks, you don't have to physically die to go to either hell or heaven. I had breakfast in a heavenly place this morning. Coffee was $6 a cup. 
And I said, thank God for money. But I understood why the coffee was $6 a cup. And because there were antique chandeliers hanging everywhere. Opposite carpets under my feet. Marble walls. And all of that luxurious ambiance. So I understood it was not just a cup of coffee. I said, this is heavenly. And I wasn't dead either. <laughs> but a soul on fire with its own misery, with hatred and hatred, is already experiencing hell. So not only do you forgive people that did you wrong so that you don't have hatred, you have to also get rid of your hatred. Hatred is just as bad as hatred. Now again, if for some reason you get hurt, the first thing you have to do is not forgive the person. The first thing you do is forgive yourself. Uh-oh. What do you forgive yourself for? Forgive yourself for getting yourself into the position of what? Getting hurt. Mm-hmm. Now, you see, this is one of the major differences in this teaching. In this teaching, you are absolutely positively responsible for everything that happens to you. That's why a lot of people don't want this. Because we don't give you a devil for a scapegoat. You can't say around here, the devil made me do it. Around here, you're your own devil. You're your own God. And no one can choose the path that you may try. And none can save you from error or sin unless you will listen to the spirit within. But you see, these thousands of years of religious conditioning has conditioned people to have so many convenient scapegoats. And I'm going to say it again, and I remind myself of this every time. Whenever you get hurt, are offended in any way, it's because you either consciously or unconsciously put yourself in position to get hurt or offended. So when you get hurt or offended, maybe you won't pray a religious prayer. Maybe you'll pray a prayer like I pray. <laughs> Lord, forgive me for getting myself in position for that SOB to hurt me. Let me clean it up a little bit so that all of you who don't have as much good religion as I've got can pray it. It takes a lot of religion to pray the kind of prayers I pray. You see, God doesn't get offended in me. Jesus said, blessed is he who is not offended in me. Let me hear every one of you say, God, I forgive myself. For getting in position, to be hurt or offended. And you know a great secret I found out? Once I forgave myself, I didn't even have to forgive the other person. Because once I forgave myself, it was wiped out. Uh -huh. Reverend Ike, you mean to tell me that I'm the cause of that person offending me? I'm the cause of this person hurting me? I'm the cause of the person doing this, that, or the other to me? Yes, you are. You know where I'm at now? I'm right at the point now when Jesus began to teach and to tell the people the bold faith truth. They started leaving one by one. So this is a hard saying. Who can hear it? And only the twelve disciples stuck around and he said to them, Will you go away too? He said, no, Lord, lay it on us. <laughs> Suck it to us. 
Where can we go? You have the word of eternal life. So one of the things around here, you learn not only that you are responsible for what happens to you, but you can also control what happens to you. And let me tell you this. Until you forgive, give up, root up, and let go of all hatred and hatred, you are going to continue to draw one series of hatred and hatred after another. I told you that the subconscious mind works in patterns. And to forgive is the rooting up and the letting go of all hatred and hatred. You've got a big job when you get home this week. You've got a lot of root work to do. And I'm going to tell you something else. Once you discover that it's really yourself that you've got to forgive, it's really easier then to forgive because then you don't have to deal with that SOB. I want to read this with you one more time, and then I'm going to let you take notes. Repeat it after me again. Everything which I do not forgive, everything which I do not forgive, myself, myself or, another fall, or another fall, will be repeated in my experience, will be in my experience until I do forgive. Now, you notice how people have experiences in patterns. They are those people who say, as they said in the song about Charlie Brown, why is everybody always picking on me? Well, because Charlie Brown has a subconscious pattern of being hurt and picked on. Uh-oh. The song Born to Lose also shows a losing subconscious pattern of mind. And when you want to break the pattern of being hurt and offended by people, forgive them and hatred and hatred will lose power in your life. Forgive yourself and forgive all others and thereby free yourself from the wages of sin. As long as hatred and the hatred are rooted in your consciousness, they will bring forth their bitter poisonous fruit until they are uprooted. Whatever is rooted in consciousness will bring forth after its kind. I'm about to deal with Steely for the moment. Whatever you feel deeply in your heart, you will draw to you. This is why if you feel lonely, I'm not talking about just a momentary thing. We have to learn how to handle those momentary moods. And if they're momentary and we change them immediately, they can't hurt us. But if you form a pattern of feeling lonely, that becomes rooted in your consciousness and you will be a lonely person. If you feel picked on, hurt, offended, plotted against, like you're a victim of hard luck, if you feel all of that in the depth of your subconscious mind, if that is rooted in your subconscious mind, you're going to draw that kind of thing into your experience because it is awareness, speaking as Jesus, which reveals, I am the root and the offspring. Say that. And I am is awareness. And if you have a feeling which is a deep awareness of being hurt and offended, you're always going to get those offsprings of hatred and offense. All experience springs from the root of subconscious awareness. Say that loudly. All experience springs from the root of subconscious awareness. 
real experience springs from the root of subconscious awareness. Forgive yourself for every occasion of being hurt or offended. Yes, forgive yourself for what others did to you. Now, the way to stop the repetition again of being hurt and offended is to quickly, when it does happen, forgive yourself for it. And very soon you'll have a handle on it and you can prevent being hurt and offended. Now, that's an interesting aspect of forgiveness also, that I have to forgive myself for what others do to me. The great mystic secret is that you're always dealing with yourself. You remember Reverend Ike's mystic lecture, and you can get it on tape. I need no one but me. Say that. Jesus said, no man can come unto me except my Father draw him. There's got to be something in you to draw hatred, to draw offense. Whatever you get, you draw it because of some quality of your consciousness. That's why here we're dealing with the consciousness. We're dealing with mind. Great peace have they who love thy law and nothing shall offend them. Read that from Psalm 119, 165. Go ahead. What does it mean? The person who understands the law of mind and lives by it has great peace and he does not permit anything to offend him because he knows that if he permits something to offend him, that's going to draw more what? Offense. And when we talk about the law here, we mean by law inevitable tendency, determining factors. And it is an inevitable tendency that if you permit people and things to always hurt you and offend you, you are going to draw more hatred and more offense. That is an inevitable tendency. So you must love the law, the law of mind. And the cosmic law of mind, as we also call it, is the universal principle which inevitably causes thought to become things according to the nature of the thought. Here's Reverend Ike's definition for God and the Lord, and I love it. God is thought. God is thought. And the Lord is the law. And the Lord is the Lord. By which thought operates. By which and we must love the law. We must understand it, and we must live by the law. You see, ladies and gentlemen, Life operates by law. Life is not just a couple of dice in the hands of a sky god. Life is not to be lived according to happenstance or dumb luck. You can live by the law and determine the results that you want. So repeat after me, I can live by the law. And determine the results that I get. For you see, the statement of the law, the law of mind from the Bible, as a man thinks, so is he. Say that. As a man thinks, so is he. That's the law. That's an inevitable tendency. 
That's the determining factor. The way that I think is the determining factor of my life. Together? Say it again. The third time. The way that I think is the determining factor of my life. My dear religious people, it's not a God up in the blue ether that determines your life. It's the God in you that determines your life. The thought power within you. As a man thinks, so is he. That's the bottom line. That's the beginning and the end. That's Alpha and Omega. It's not chance. It's not happenstance. And I'm glad to know that I don't live my life by chance and happenstance. I'm glad to know that I don't have to live my life by dumb luck. And I'm trying to help the luck people. Every week, thousands of people who are under the belief of bad luck call for the secret of good luck. And I offer thousands of people every week. And you know what the secret of good luck is? The secret of luck is really that there is no luck, there is law. But again, using the term luck, it's a matter of semantics, so that even luck is determined by law, and law is definite and positive. And what is that law? As a man thinks, so is he. So if you want to call it luck, your luck is determined by the way you think. So say with me, even my luck is determined by the way I think. Even my luck is determined by the way I think. So now back to the scripture, great peace have they who love thy law, and nothing shall offend them. If I think hurtful thoughts, if I think thoughts of being offended, that will draw more hatred and more offense. But I love the Lord. I love the law. And so I don't let things offend me. Get out of the habit of being so easily hurt. Now you hear me talking to you, don't you? What did I say? Get out of the habit of being so easily hurt. Let me tell you something, people. In this world, you've got to be tough. You've got to be tough. Are you saying like the folks used to sing that spiritual? I'm a rolling through and unfriendly world. If you've got it in your mind that you're rolling through an unfriendly world, you're going to create a lot of unfriendliness around you. You'd better love the law. And you'd better be tough-minded. Again, get Norman Vincent Peale's book. It's titled, The Tough-Minded Optimist. Say that. The Tough-Minded Optimist. Say it again. The tough-minded optimist. Let me tell you, if you want to be successful in this world, you got to get too tough to be offended. you got to get too tough to always be hurt. God forgives you only by means of you. The words of Jesus from Mark, the 11th chapter and the 26th verse. If you do not forgive, neither will your Father who is in heaven forgive your trespass. So in other words, before you get the forgiveness of the infinite, you have got to forgive yourself as an individual. Heaven represents the higher law, the higher Lord. You see, that's another mistake that man makes. Man makes the mistake by trying to get a God somewhere else to do something for him. Do you know when most people pray what they're trying to do? They're trying to get a God somewhere else to do something. But what did Jesus say? If you do not forgive, neither will your Father who is in heaven forgive your trespasses. Let's read that together. 
If you do not forgive, neither will your Father who is in heaven forgive your trespasses. And again, in heaven indicates that the Father, God, the source, is in your highermost being and is your higher self. Again, the Father is my higher self. Say that. The Father in heaven is my higher self. The Father in heaven is my divine self. So forgiveness begins with me. Say that. Another interesting thing Jesus said to his disciples, because some of you right now, I, I've read you and I want to point this out. If you are in certain negative patterns, you better watch. If you are in a negative pattern of people always hurting you, and you're always, like some of you women, you're always drawing one rascal after another to you. See, you're sitting there looking at me, but I'm going to read you now. Always drawing one rascal after another to you that want nothing but your money and your honey. And always got you singing C.C. Ryder. See what you done done. You made me love you. And now your gal done come. Just throwing one old C.C. Ryder after another. And getting hurt. And maybe you don't hate all those C.C. Ryders that you draw into your life. But you collect all of that hurt. Now until you get rid of that hurtred, you're going to draw one old rascal after another. And even if somebody did you a dirty deal, you'd, you'd better give up your hatred and your hatred about it, or you'll keep drawing people that will do you a dirty deal. I'm being purposely repetitious today, but again, I want to repeat. If you keep getting one dirty deal after another, you need to do some forgiving and clearing out. We were about to read the words of Jesus from St. John, the 20th chapter, the 23rd verse. This is what Jesus said to his disciples. Whosoever sins you remit... They are remitted unto them. And whosoever sins you retain, they are retained. In other words, you can hold on to that SOB that did you a dirty deal or you can let him go. If you let him go, he has to go. If you hold on to him, you're always going to have an SOB in your life and you'll draw some more. What a travesty of hermeneutics. Wait till they hear this interpretation at the theological cemetery. Repeat after me again. Whoever sins you remit, they are remitted unto them. And whosoever sins you retain, they are retained. Isn't that interesting? That's why you'd better let that SOB go. There's another old spiritual that says, oh, loose the man. Loose that man and what? Let him go. Somebody did a dirty deal on you yesterday or 10 years ago. You'd better do what? You better let him go. You'd better forgive his sins and he'll have to move out of your life.
and you won't perpetuate this pattern in your experience. But if you retain his sins, if you hold on to that dirty deal, then that dirty deal will what? Be retained. And not only that, will draw other dirty deals. Somebody said, oh, Reverend Ike, I didn't know I had power to forgive sins. I know you didn't know all the power you've got anyway. Listen to what Jesus said in Luke 5, 24. Repeat it after me. The Son of Man, Man. hath authority, authority upon earth, upon earth. To, forgive sin. to forgive sin. God forgives you by means of you. And I've got some other good news for you, and this is the gospel, because gospel means good news. God doesn't have anything against you. It's only that you've got something against yourself. And I've found out many times it's so difficult for people to forgive themselves. I don't care what you did. You better forgive yourself for it because until you forgive yourself for it, your sin will be what? Retained. I'm going to give you another reading now and it will unburden a lot of people. One of the main reasons that so many people who can afford it spend so much time on the psychiatrist's couch is because they won't forgive themselves. There are many of you, you haven't forgiven yourself for something that you did years ago. Too many people suffer from self-persecution. You persecute yourself. Saul, Saul, why do you persecute me? I'm Jesus. When you persecute yourself, you persecute Jesus. You persecute the God self of yourself. Stop persecuting. I want you to say to me the words of Jesus to Saul. Saul, Saul. Why do you persecute me? Why do you persecute me? Who are you, Lord? Who are you, Lord? I'm Jesus. I'm Jesus. Whom you persecute. Now, the people who are experts at hermeneutics and the theologians never guess what that means. Never. Your higher self, your God self, the divinity of you is being Persecuted when you won't forgive yourself. When you keep dragging up mistakes or sins of the past. Why do you persecute me? Who are you, Lord? Who are you? You see, it only goes to show that when people won't forgive themselves, when people won't stop persecuting themselves, they don't even know that they're persecuting their higher self. I'm Jesus. You're too hard on yourself. You're going to have to let yourself go. You're going to have to Remit your sin. God's got nothing against you. Now that's the first thing I want you to realize and I want you to say it with me right now. God has nothing against me. God has nothing against me. Say it again. God has Put your hands in a receptive position and say to yourself, right here and right now, in the name of Jesus Christ. In the name of Jesus Christ. I recognize that God has nothing against me. And I break this pattern of persecuting myself and holding things against myself. I forgive myself. And I accept the forgiveness of Almighty God and the blood of Jesus Christ cleanses me from all sin. I am free. I'm free now. Free to live. 